Thank you for joining Christine Crockett-Smith as she shares insights and parenting strategies from her gold medal winning book, 18 Master Values, Be the Parent You Wish You'd Had, a great resource for peaceful parent-child relationships. Hello there. Thank you so much for being here with me, whether you are live or whether you're watching this later. We're here today to talk about some of the values in my book, 18 Master Values, Be the Parent You Wish You'd Had. And I want to take a minute to thank my producer, Anna Xavier, to make sure I don't forget to do that because she's amazing and I couldn't do it without her. Thank you, Anna. And my guest today is Eric Hansen. Thank Christine. you for being here. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You want to tell them just a little bit about who you are as a parent? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Eric Hansen, and I am, what am I, 47 years old? And I have one daughter. I'm divorced as of about nine years now, eight or nine years. And I have a one 12-year-old daughter named Georgia. Georgia, I love that name so much. And Eric is here today. We are going to talk about pride and fortitude. Two really interesting ones, although I say that every week, I think, because I think they're all interesting. But anyway, we're going to start with pride. Is that cool with you? Sure, yeah. Cool. So the chapter on pride has been one of the most controversial for me as I've been out in the world talking about it because a lot of people who were raised with a religious background were taught that pride is not a good thing. And I actually kind of mentioned that in the book, that I get that mm -hmm. in that context. Sure. But what I'm talking about is teaching our kids to acknowledge their strengths because when they're able to say to themselves what they're good at, then that helps them know where to focus their attention, in my opinion. Do you have any thoughts about pride and teaching it to kids or specifically Georgia? Oh, yeah. Um, specific, I mean, I think about that with Georgia a bit. Um, she is an artist. She right. she's been her mom introduced her to art and had a little art table for her when she was about one I guess maybe a little over one and everyone thinks that I'm the one who influ influenced her to be artist since I have that background but no it was her mom and uh, by the way the, the thing I like most about what she taught her is how to clean up after herself oh. uh, yeah <laughs> which is uh, you know hard for artists big um, points yeah so uh, anyway uh, Georgia was she just liked drawing and she's I always noticed she was uh, paid attention to details and stuff like that even before she was drawing she just picked up on little details and and that's kind of how I can be um, but uh, she started drawing a lot we were just going through the divorce she she'd come over when when I had her and she just drew all the time and she you know she was like two and a half or whatever and so wow. she she'd they wouldn't hold up to her standards today. Sure. But as a two-and-a-half-year-old, oh, they're fantastic. And she didn't have any inhibition. And something that I was careful not to do would be, I mean, there, there's always the, uh, well, what is that? You know, that's uh, that people say, oh, don't, don't say that to your kids. Uh, tell me about that. It's the, the right way to do it. Um, but something else that I was careful not to do is correct her. I, I never corrected her. If I really didn't understand what was going on, I might ask for some clarification. Uh, but I never corrected her just because at that point it, I figured it doesn't matter. Just let her have fun. So I, I, don't, I don't know that it was some uh, some skill that I was exercising um, like, oh, you know, this will be good for her if I don't criticize Somehow her. Somehow it felt intuitive. Yeah, it's like just don't worry about it. Just let her enjoy herself. Good for you. Lucky but, Georgia. <laughs> but uh, – she would draw and we'd go, wow, whoa, that's really good. And, and sometimes we were genuinely impressed because we just 
you know, all, all when she was a baby and couldn't talk, I was like, I, I wonder what's on her mind when she's babbling. Turns out it was stars and puppy dogs and kitty cats and rainbows and Aww. stuff like that. And so drawing is another thing. What's on your mind and just comes out. I was like, oh, wow, I had no idea she was, uh, that kind of stuff was in her mind. Or this is, this is great stuff. It's interesting. And I would have never uh, guessed it coming out of her. So um, anyway, we, we'd always encourage her. And I say we, I was at my parents' house during the divorce and and uh, so we, oh wow, that's really good. And and I hope it's okay. Can I stand up and show something that she would do? Is that's gonna screw up with the microphone or whatever? I'll just I'll just do that. Okay. So every time she'd show us, every time she'd show us her drawing, um, she'd get excited about it. And while we're looking at it, she'd sit on, she'd stand by the table and do this. Oh. And just get so she's just so enthusiastic. And I always joke oh. that, you know, she's going to be 40 and having her first uh, art show, <laughs> and there's going to be a table nearby, and while people are complimenting her on her work, she'd be bouncing up on the floor like that. Oh. And she, she just did it reflexively, but she would just, she was proud of herself. And, um, you know, and yeah, that Beautiful. can go too far, you know. Uh, I mean, I, 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 bit, I had a bit of that when I was, uh, uh, well, actually all the way through college and maybe even into adulthood to some degree, uh, that, well... I'm the artist, you know, of all my peers, I'm the artist. So, um, of course, I'm going to be the best one because nobody else is even trying, right? Um, everybody knows it. And um, that led to some disappointment later in life <laughs> when I found out, wait a minute, why did this person in my art class get a better review from the teacher than I did? That's not right. I'm, mine was so much better. And I still think that was the case, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't have just automatically assumed I was going to be the best all the time because there's other people who have practiced if, as much as me or more, maybe. Uh, and it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized, oh, boy, man, there's some, man I'm just going to shut up because I'm not going to tell this person that I'm an artist, or a graphic designer in that case, because I'm embarrassed to show them my stuff compared to theirs. Theirs is amazing. So I got a little bit of humility later on. But uh, that, that is a... I guess a risk of, uh, you know, having too much pride is that uh, you shut out the possibility of others being better. It, it, it kind of reduces the need to improve sometimes. Because, well, why should I improve? Uh, I'm already good. And I had that growing up. And Georgia has that a little bit, too, or has had that. She's more open to it now. Um, but, uh, yeah, she just had so much... Um, she had, she had confidence is what it was. Confidence is good. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting that you mentioned that the, the flip side of pride is humility, and that's in the book, too. That's one of the master mm -hmm. values. And I personally, I don't think being too prideful can be dangerous until you start thinking that it makes you better than someone else. Yes. I think as long as you realize, and that, that kind of speaks, too, and it's in the book about the abundance scarcity mindset mm -hmm. when you realize there's enough for everyone and yeah. you, it uh -huh. doesn't have to be comparative nor competitive that you can be proud of what you produce exclusive of what anybody else does mm -hmm. so it sounds like you got a little bit into where you were comparing and you oh, were yeah, being yeah. competitive and you're right at that point it can be a little bit not not beneficial I don't so. know. If, I don't know if dangerous is. You know, I, I think I said dangerous. I, I don't know if that's really the right word. There's different levels of it. Like the, I think the first level is, uh, I'm setting myself up for disappointment when I find out that someone, you know, that I'm not the best. Oh, yeah, it's just a little heartbreaking, you know. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. So that's that's a very low level of danger. A, a higher up on that would be uh, where I uh, I don't take advice from people. 
that's not dangerous to anybody really except me but it's not really dangerous but it is heading toward that direction and then i think even the the most ultimate dangerous as far as art goes anyway uh isn't still danger dangerous uh it'd be like just people just don't like you you know (laughs) because you're such an arrogant person you know um so that that when i say dangerous that's what i mean it's right and when pride goes into thinking better than then it is offensive and it does turn into arrogance and and you mentioned confidence earlier there's that fine line yeah. between confidence and arrogance. And, yeah. you know, from when you're raising kids or you're around kids or, or even adults, you know, I actually was listening to something this morning about narcissism and that mm-hmm. whole word. And the conversation was going along the lines of confidence. Like, what is the difference in confidence and too confident? And I personally believe it's when you move into arrogance, again, like we were talking about with pride. Mm-hmm. When you think you're better than somebody else. Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's and like being as confident as you yeah. want to be as long as you leave room for other people to be up there with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, I mean, I think there's better than others can be objectively measured. Like, I can jump higher or something like that. There's, I'm. But is know, higher better? Well, better at something. If I'm better yeah. at getting higher, then yes, yes. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Th- I, th- I think that can be a thing. But, yeah, when, when it's a matter of uh, you know, screwing up relationships over it. To some degree, and I'm not talking about like romantic relations. Right. I'm talking about interaction with other people. Right. That's right. when I think, right. yeah, uh, I, I think there's probably some other stuff too that could, could be inconvenient, uh, dangerous, or whatever. But yeah, so she uh, she got really confident at it, and uh, sometimes she thinks, "Oh, I can do that," and then like, "Well, it's maybe not as good as I thought you'd do." I don't want to say that necessarily, but. You know, or maybe she doesn't. Maybe it doesn't come out as good as she thinks it's going to be, drawing-wise. You know, but um, which is but the most important, like her her personal opinion of it. Right. right? But yeah, yeah. But um, what's most important to her, if she's working for somebody, is you know what what they want is the most important for her. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, really, just. I, I never really criticized her on. Oh well, this could be different. Um, what about things besides art? What about just uh, like. Being in school or being oh with friends. Oh my gosh, she's she's so much an art person. It's hard to think outside of that. Um, I do remember one time. Um, I don't know if this has to do with pride, but this is the first thing I can think of uh, that doesn't really have everything to do with art. It has something to do. But uh, in first grade, f- second grade, I think she was um, she wasn't uh, really paying much attention in class, and um, so. Turns out she was doodling a lot, which is what I did all of all of you know through college, first grade through college. I just doodled all the time, and so she was kind of getting called on the carpet for that. And so one time I was driving home with her, and you know she's like six or seven or whatever. And I said, um, "So, so, what's going on?" And well, I, I doodle, and I said, "I'm I'm not going to tell you what you're thinking, but here here's my experience in that. It's like I would." I would be in class and I'd get this idea of something, oh, oh, I'd love to draw that. If I don't draw it now, I'm gonna forget about it. So I'll try to draw it while I'm supposed to be paying attention. Well, first of all, the doodle didn't come out that great because I can't put my whole effort into it. And then I miss out on class, meaning I have more homework that night, meaning I don't get to draw as much in the evening. Mm. And so nothing really great comes out of it. But I realized later, 
and I started thinking about this before this came up because I had a feeling it was going to come up several years before it came up because I thought she was going to be like me. So I was like, okay, how do I handle handle this? So how, how will I handle this if it comes up? So what I told her is, uh, you know, for if 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 you have that, and I'm not saying you do, but if you have that, oh, I have this idea, I got to put it down right now, or I'm going to forget it. I said, don't worry about it. If if it is a great idea, it will come back to you later, and you don't have to worry about it. So if you have feel the urge to uh, doodle, just realize you can do it later. You're gu- you're not going to forget it. Did that help her? I don't know because oh. a week later the teacher said, "Oh my gosh, she's doing so much better. She's yeah, she didn't doodle at all." So I asked Georgia, "Hey, did that help?" She goes, "No, I just decided." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. She goes, I don't, "I don't think she even remembered what I told her." So I don't know. It I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah, you but never she just know. Didn't know it, yeah. But uh, I thought that was kind of funny. She's like, "No, I just decided." <laughs> going. Yeah. And then then from that point on, she got really irritated when anybody disrupted class. So it kind of went the opposite oh, direction. <laughs> that's so interesting <laughs> because I, I'm a writer and uh-huh. I have that happen all the time what thought comes mm-hmm. it's like if I don't write it down it's gonna I go do it now but I never I, I have never had that my creativity has never come through in art so I've never ever ever felt compelled to like had that had a visual idea that I, mm-hmm. I was afraid that I couldn't capture that's really interesting to hear that that's how your mind works well in that thing I told her to be honest I don't even know if it's true oh. I really don't <laughs> I don't like oh don't worry it will come back to you yeah, I, I was think, wondering when you were I saying that. I think logically it's true. If it's that great of an idea, it's just a matter of time before it comes back. But I don't really have any proof or even really evidence of it. So maybe so it's I that said it kind of in a hopeful face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed to work because she is not short on ideas. Good, good, so good. she was my guinea pig <laughs> for my <laughs> hypothesis. Good, uh, good. You know, one thing um, about raising a child to be proud of their own efforts mm-hmm. and production outside of what anyone else thinks of it is that it can help them it can help diminish their seeking of approval from others if they're able to have that little voice in their own head mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. says hey that was pretty good and I'm pretty proud of that and they don't really care what anybody else thinks it can diminish all of the problems i believe that come from when kids are reaching out, trying to behave and be someone that they think someone else likes. And sometimes I've learned in talking with parents, sometimes that's to the detriment of the parents. Like the parents want the children seeking their approval if they're trying to control them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've, I've toyed with that emotion before. And I, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever given in on it, but I was like, okay, I kind of a power trip, you know. <laughs> you mean wanting wanting her want to some, seek your I want approval? some importance, you know, you know. Yeah. So, but it, I'm used to it now, so I don't I don't worry about it. Yeah. I don't think I do it. I think I think um, I personally think that part of our job as parents is to be able to give that up <laughs> and let them be proud of themselves. Yeah. In fact, I, you know, I say in the book that I used to always say to my kids, "Oh, I'm so proud of you," but then I would I would segue into, "Aren't you proud of yourself?" Yeah, I, I, I picked that up at the uh, in the book. It's like, i got to remember to do that. Because, I mean, I tell her all the time that I'm proud of her. And like one of my best friends, I say, oh, Georgia did this. Oh, man, I'm so proud of Georgia. Because you're proud of Georgia? I had no idea. <laughs> and so Georgia knows about that. But Aww. so, um, uh, but yeah, telling her, you should be proud of yourself. I mean, I don't do that. I'm pretty sure she is anyway. Yeah. But doesn't hurt to mention it. So yeah. No. And another thing is um, 
you know, when you can keep it in your head and not have to let it come out of your mouth all the time, like mm -hmm. when you can feel really good about any aspect of your life, whether it's being a good artist or mm -hmm. a good business person or a good friend or whatever it is that you're really good at, to be able to measure the spaces and the times and the relational times when it's okay to share that and when maybe you keep it inside, like um, you were talking earlier about your art and being better than someone else or not. and sometimes if you've won 12 gold medals let's mm -hmm. say in an art competition and you're in the presence of someone who just won their first one oh, maybe yes. that's not so the time to say i, I know chapter, i won yeah. 12 you know <laughs> yeah so helping our kids you know that's a delicate little dance to to learn and helping our kids as they're out as we watch them inter in, interact and and relationally respond to other people in their lives to help kind of make them aware of when other people are doing it and how that feels and if we do it because of course we all make mistakes too sure, but yeah. like i mean to point out to a child when when they've witnessed you do it that maybe there was a better way to handle that i think it's important to help oh yeah, yeah. kids learn to yes be proud of yourself but don't make it necessarily the center of every conversation you know that of being better or whatever you know she wherever she goes she's almost always the best artist unless it's someone older wow. and you know i mean sh uh, and i say cool. best by a by a subjective viewpoint but usually she's deemed to be the best one but oh because just because gosh. she practices all the started time started when she was yeah. two I yeah mean, yeah, come yeah. On. so uh but uh, as a result of that she she'll see someone else drawing and she'll say oh daddy it was bad i'm like okay georgia Nobody practices as much as you do, so just go ahead and get used to that. Um, but when someone shows you their artwork, uh, you know what to do, right? And she goes, well, I don't say it's bad. I said, that's, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you but get a win on that one, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh, but I'd be so embarrassed if she said that. Um, but, and I just I decided to boost it up a little bit. So I said, you know, if, if you see some, someone drawing, um, find something that you can give them a genuine compliment for. Mm. For instance, let's say they're drawing, she draws cartoons a lot. Let's say they're drawing cartoons and their layout is terrible, their colors are terrible, their line work is jagged, uh, you know, they're inking or whatever. Um, uh, but look at that, they put a little sparkle in the eyes. Then if you, ki if you even kind of like that, then you latch onto that and Aww. say, look, you put the sparkle in the eyes and Aww. just give them something. Because I said, because that's how you got good. You got good because of me and mommy and grandma and grandpa and everyone telling you what you did good. And then that made you want to do it more. And then you got better at other stuff too. And that's how you make people better, and or, that's I think. such a beautiful life lesson, Eric, not just for art, right? Because it helps everybody. every really. human yeah. in the world has something that they're good at or something they're bringing to the table, some talent that makes them desirable. And to mm -hmm. be able to assess other humans, not just art, and be able to find, like, they really pissed you off and they stole your purse and, and they mm -hmm. tripped you, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. But they're really good with animals or, you know, to uh -huh. be able to find... Well, they have good taste in purses. They are in good... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, right? <laughs> yeah. You can find that. Hey, at least she has good taste in purses. That's right. That's a good one. If you don't mind, um, can we switch to Fortitude? Yeah, sure. The, yeah. the other uh, chapter that we're here to talk yeah. about today. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
to me, you know, it's interesting being out talking about fortitude means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And one thing I've learned is that it's not a word people use that much. So yeah. for a lot of people, they have to kind of sit and think about it before they even know what fortitude means to them. But to me, it's, you know, in, in, in the field of positive psychology, there's a lot of um, research about resilience, mm-hmm. which is if you take two people to whom the exact same horrible circumstances occurred, one might wallow in it for the rest of their lives and one might rise above it. And mm-hmm. what is that difference? And mm. that's kind of what fortitude is to me. Uh-huh. It's um, learning to look for the lesson in the darkness, to look for, to understand that nothing that happens to us stops us until we decide to let it. Oh, yeah. And helping kids understand that. You know, I was at a Glennon Doyle conference two weeks ago in New York. And they talked about how my generation of parenting, the memo we were given was protect them at all costs. Don't ever let a drop of rain land on their head. Don't ever let any, 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 anything bad ever happen to them. Mm -hmm. And we were raised with that message from commercials and everywhere. And that doesn't serve our kids. That doesn't serve our kids. Being there yeah. with them when they fail or when bad things happen to them and holding space for them to go ahead and feel that and be angry or sad or whatever, but then help them see that they can rise above it and point out to them when they have so that they can learn how strong they are. Sure, yeah. I think, um, again, back to positive psychology, M- Marty Seligman's book, The Optimistic Child, he claims that he can vaccinate kids against depression. Hmm. just by helping them see the light at the end of every tunnel. I could see that, yeah. Can you think of any example of anything that George has gone through? I guess your divorce had to be a challenge for her. Well, she was two and a half, and okay. so she really doesn't really remember. Know any different. Yeah, I mean, to a, a baby, everything's normal. And she's Every, had a yeah. lot of success with art, obviously, but is there any yeah. aspect of her life that... The one thing I can think of as far as is she strong enough to go through it, it was something when she was pretty little, like three, maybe I think three, we'd go out for a walk and just around the neighborhood. And this isn't probably as big of a deal as, uh, big of a, huge of an example as you had in mind, but, um, excuse me, I remember going through it. Um, she liked, at the time, she loved climbing upstairs. Climbing upstairs, going back downstairs. Climbing upstairs, going back downstairs. So we were walking around the neighborhood and there's this sidewalk up to the, someone's front porch, every time she walked by one that had stairs, she wanted to climb up the stairs. And it was only like four steps up. She'd go up and then go back down. She's like three. She loves stairs. Well, one one time, she's going down the stairs and trips. just And my first reaction was, I think she's okay. She looks okay. She might have gotten scuffed up, but no broken bones or anything like that. You know, not that big. And my first thought was, what do I do? Do I rush down and try to help her and go, oh, no, are you okay? Because my, what I think will happen on that is that's going to signal her to cry. Right. Or do I just act like it was nothing and risk uh, coming off as callous and that I don't care? Right. I decided to go with the latter and just be prepared to come in if something happened. And so I stood there. I, I didn't like flinch and go, go right toward. I mean, I, I was only like five feet away anyway. But I didn't like dive for. I didn't go. No, I didn't. I didn't make any sound. Uh, uh, and she immediately kind of raised herself up and goes, "I'm okay." 
and and right. <laughs> and I said, okay, I just want, are you are you sure you're fine? And that, then I could ask, are you gonna, are you all right and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. As far as I was concerned, I didn't want to put that alarmist something bad happened. Right. Now I got to go off the rails. Right. When it might not be the big deal, assess it and then see if it's a big deal. Don't just assume I fell, I skinned my knee. Now it's a big deal. Um, that's actually a perfect so, example. It, oh, okay. it, it's physical. But it's a long time ago. Um, it was like eight years ago. No, or, but or still, it, it's such a, a foundation for all of the other things that are going to happen in their lives. And mm-hmm. to help them learn that the circumstances you can't control, perhaps. Sure, yeah. The people, what other people around you are going to do or what's going to happen in a moment or a situation that you can't control. But you can always control how you react and respond to it. Mm-hmm. And helping kids understand that if they do have a meltdown in a situation to kind of ha- talk them through afterwards mm-hmm. what really happened and what their response was and what their response could have been. And there's yeah. always so many variables, but to understand that they get to choose how they respond even when they can't choose what happened. That that empowers them, hopefully, if you do it enough times, in the next one mm-hmm. to... Um, to, to maybe be thinking that way and okay, sure. I don't like what happened here. I don't like what he said or, or, or what she did. Can't control that, but I can decide if I'm gonna fire back at them or mm-hmm. if I'm gonna walk away or if I'm gonna try to find something to kind of smooth it over. So it's, I mean, I think that with every kid because before they're verbal, they're physical. So sure, I think yeah. it starts with every parent-child relationship that that's where it starts is am I going to make them think that this is a bad thing or a good thing? And help them understand their place in that. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I feel comfortable with that aspect. I, I don't feel as comfortable with my uh, past of, not that there was much to speak of, of her dealing with other kids. So, uh, I don't, I get along pretty well with everybody, and and I don't have a problem with it. I, I don't get annoyed very easily and stuff like that. Um, but she has had some issues with conflict with other kids mainly her age with older people she's easier you know even just a couple of years older she's gets along with them better um but yeah people her age or younger she can get into kind of conflicts and and i i haven't been there i hadn't been part of that right. either she was at school or she was with her mom or something like that uh, and so i don't really i never had that opportunity to say okay well here's how you but you know, she will have because she's only 12. I guess so. <laughs> but her, the thing is, her mom's a therapist. Oh, cool. So it's like, well, at least, you know, we got someone on that end yeah. who can. And, and I, I, when you mentioned, uh, did I do the right thing? Is there something I could do better? That I mean, I've heard her mom say things like that. Cool. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, she's got that taken care of. Cool. So, uh, But it's not really something I'm involved with myself. Well, one thing I know, I remember from when my kids were little, and then believe it or not, our time's almost up when we have to wrap yeah. this up. Uh-huh. But um, when my kids would come home from school, it started about about 12, so mm-hmm. we're thinking about this, when they were um, in junior high and high school, they would come home just raging about something, whether it was something that their child had done or something a teacher had done or just mm-hmm. a circumstance that they thought was unfair. And you know that that mama bear or daddy bear thing just steps in where you want to solve it and you want to save them and that was where my mind went instantly was what can I do about this mm-hmm. and I don't remember if I read something or if someone met, said something but somehow I knew 
that sometimes you just got to vent. Oh, I think it was from my grandmother. Sometimes you just got to vent. And sometimes that's all they're doing is just venting. And for me to just be the space for them to share it. Mm -hmm. And then I would always ask, is this something that you want me to get involved in? Because I wanted them to know I was there for them. And I wanted to know that if they ever did need my help and it felt out of their control, that mm-hmm. I would be there for sure, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to jump in and imply that they couldn't handle it themselves. Mm-hmm. So I would always say, is this something you want me to handle? And 99% of the time, they did not want me to get involved. They yeah, were right. just venting. Yeah. And then having the conversation about, so what can you do about it? Is there anything you can do about it? Is mm-hmm. this maybe somebody that you just need to spend less time with? Or what was your role in the teacher getting mad? Or mm-hmm. things like that. Just opening the conversation, having that conversation in a safe space where they weren't being judged sure. and not trying to fix it. And then pointing out when they came up with a solution that made sense. And that empowers them and makes them strong and know that they can for whatever that's worth. Because yeah, yeah. you got a lot of that ahead of you with junior high and high yeah, school coming yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, thank you so much, Eric, for being here today to talk about these. If you don't mind, you want to take a few minutes and tell everybody we did, haven't even talked about what you do and how you do oh, it yeah. and how they can find you. And if anybody wanted to work with you, what that might look like. Uh, yes. Uh, so my name is Eric Hansen. My website is Eric Hansen Artwork. That's uh, Eric with an E, Hansen with an H-A-N-S-O-N. Uh, I'm sorry, Eric with a C. <laughs> They're all start with an E, don't they? Uh, Eric Hansen Artwork, Eric with a C. Hanson with an A-N-S-O-N. Uh, and I've, I'm kind of known for painting uh, local landmarks, icons, uh, architecture, things like that. And if you look on my website, erichansonartwork.com, Facebook, Eric Hansen Artwork, and Instagram, Eric Hansen Artwork. And uh, if you need to commission something or just want to buy something from the website, that's fine. But that's what I do. Yeah, I love your style so oh, thank you. much. I have well, commissioned one of my clients, an yes. original Eric Hansen <laughs> that I'm so very proud of. And you do murals, right? I do. Yes, I do murals, yes. Do you do them inside and out or just one or the other? I'm open to all of them. Uh, but but I have to look and see what they are first. So talented. Uh, thank, you. Let's so not, thank you. Let's not even forget the, uh, the garage uh, door you did that went viral, right? The what? The, the garage door that you did. Oh, the garage door for My for goodness, yeah. that was incredible. Uh, it featured uh, big text. Big text. Someone's yeah. garage door, and it went on Fair Park's Instagram page. So yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So it's easy for people to find you. Yes, yes. yes. Thank you so thank you, much Christine. for sharing your time with me today. I appreciate it so much. And thank you guys for being here. I'll see you next time.